Hi, it's Michael Kerr here, presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and is heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. Welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast. Ross Cameron from the Cameron Research Group is my guest today. So welcome in, Ross. Thank you, Mike. Good to be here. Excellent. Um, Ross, um, your business, Cameron Research, um, the reason we're talking is because for nearly 30 years you've been researching small business owners on behalf of bigger organisations. So you've got a lot of understanding and and knowledge about how small business owners think. And that's what we're all about on, on the on the on this program. So um, you started that, yeah, say 30 years ago, something like a couple of thousand face-to-face interviews, 700 focus groups, and, you, you know, you, you're doing that on behalf of organisations to give them better insights to, you know, to SME and, and SME owners particularly. So do you want to just give us, a, a you know, just a couple of minutes on your background? I'm particularly interested in how you got started and why you got started in small business research, yeah, small and medium enterprise. Sure. Thanks, Mike. Well, look, I, I, um, I don't know, just a generic sort of business commerce degree back in the 80s like so many, so many of us oldies would have, and uh, I work for a company that does similar sort of research to what I do now. It's changed names and iterations called BIS Shrapnel, and, uh, and I worked there for a few years and then went overseas and did a master's degree, and when I came back to Australia, I had all these great ways, Mike, I was going to make a quadrillion bucks. Um, but in the meantime, I needed some cash flow to actually kick me off. So I thought, look, I'll do a little bit of market research because it was stuff that I sort of understood whilst I get some of these other businesses up and running. And what I found was that I basically stuck with the market research and didn't focus on the other businesses, which uh, tells us something about uh, small business owners and strategy setting, which I'll touch on in a moment. So look, even then though, mate, if we go back to 1992, where I first started my business, you know, there was no one really focusing on small or medium-sized businesses. Yeah. You know, even market researchers were focusing on consumers. No one was really giving SMEs the time of day. And I just found that completely bizarre. You've got 97, 98% of the businesses in the country have less than 20 people and nobody was actually interested in what they have to say. I find that just extraordinary. Yeah. So you saw that as a, as an opportunity clearly. And, and, um, and, the, but have you, have you further, and more deeply connected with these SME owners, you know, since, you know, since 92? I mean, it might have started as a bit of a something you wanted to get raised some cash, but. Absolutely. I mean, and the more you do something, the more you become an expert in it and you, the more that you you see things that have possibly always been there, but, you know, after, after a decade, you look back and say, geez, I just missed that. Um, and so there's all these sort of like these 
quite deep insights about the psychology and the behaviour of people running businesses that you that you miss when you're starting up that sort of emerge over time and uh and look, you know, my clients are all big companies that sell to SMEs, and so they're in a they're in a different world. They, they don't they don't get smaller, medium sized businesses. They they realise they don't get smaller, medium sized businesses. They aren't one. They're a big company. They want to grow. SMEs don't necessarily want to grow, and so there's this there's, they're just a world apart. And so that's where I come into it, sort of helping them to understand, uh, you know, as I say, the psychology and the, the behaviour of smaller, medium sized business owners. Yeah, look, the um, you know, one of the one of the uh areas we're going to discuss real briefly is you know is the emotional part of um ownership and you know so that that runs deep and uh you know it's a big part of it but um in terms of um the uh the the clients you work for they're they're, they're bigger organizations do, do you think we're making progress in understanding smes i i say that um because um uh they consist government everyone else talks about SMEs being the backbone. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, do you think we're we're making progress? Do you think there are lost opportunities um, there? You know, to to better serve the SME market. Yeah. Look, most of my work is um, is at a sort of a corporate level more than a government level. So, right. So my clients tend to be, for instance, big banks and those sort of crowds. Who uh, and you know, look, they, absolutely, they're making progress. I mean, these people are going to be listening to this call thinking, mate, they haven't. They're going backwards. But you know, I, I don't think that's the case. I think they are making absolutely making progress and have made progress. I mean, when we when I first started my business in 1992, we, we were just emerging from a recession, and uh, you know, small business owners. Small businesses had been murdered yeah. in that recession. I mean, we've yeah. you know we've learned a lot from that. So now, look, things are things are changing, things are developing. But also, Mike, it's quite interesting because if you've got a big company that doesn't get it, you're going to now in this day and age, you're going to get a little provider, a challenger brand that comes up and tries to do it differently um, and tries to do it better without the, without the legacy baggage of those big companies. And so there's there's a lot more competitive pressure uh, on those bigger companies now than there has been in the past. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let, let's let's cut straight to you um, on LinkedIn. You've uh, in recent months pa- uh, posted some some a, a couple of really interesting um, s- uh, snapshots of some of the wisdom that you've garnered from SME owners, and also some of the humour. I mean, with all those face to face interviews. So, do you want to um, let Let's start with some of that hard won. Um, coalface wisdom that that really struck a chord with you that came straight out of the mouths of owners yeah and what were your favorites yeah look i mean i I love these people that run businesses i mean this is what this is why i can still do it mike i mean literally i've done three thousand face-to-face interviews you know and as you said up front 700 focus groups you, you can't do that unless you've got a passion for what you do and i have a passion because these people are my heroes because people who run a business, they can take it in the ring, they get knocked down, but I tell you the next day they've got to get themselves up, dust themselves off and bloody show up again. And it is not easy and they do not have the protection of a bigger business. You know, they are out there and it's hard and it's tough. And as anybody who's running a business listening to this knows, when things are going really well, you know, you're king of the world. You know, it's fantastic. You wouldn't swap it for quids. But, geez, when things are down... Uh, you know, you look in the mirror and uh, that great song, Nowhere to Run To, Baby, Nowhere to Hide, that's like that, you know. So I never lose my energy for these people because they're, they've got this great earthiness about them. They're, they're passionate about what they do. 
Um, they take themselves seriously, and so they should. They're putting their heart and soul into it, but they're real characters. Mm. You know, there's, I've, I've met some fantastic characters of people who run businesses, and they're just so, they're so, as I say, earthy and down to earth. They're ruggedly independent. They don't like being told what to do, especially by people who, you know, are sitting in an office, you know, and never get dirt under the fingernails, you know. So <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. um, it's full on. Yeah, and and that you know the uh, resilience or that you know when they do look in the mirror, most of the time it's it's up to them when they look back at themselves to you know to get whatever needs to be done you know done. So uh, I think you talked about in in you, you had some headlines and one of them amongst many was that you know that they have a, a different view of risk. Um, that then they went you went on to say that you know they they are incredibly emotional and is I, I wanted to kind of. You know, we we say we come back to that. Um, is that is that what is that what just you know drives them to start uh, and, and keeps them going? Is that emotional? You know, take it personally. They connect with with their customers or not? You know, they let them know if. Yeah, I, I would I would agree to some extent. I mean, I think that they've they start their business because they've got they can see an angle, they can see a different or better way of doing things. It's not just the same old, same old. They've got an angle, right? Um, and so, and so, and that's the that's the risk issue that I talked about. Because the point about risk is, it's easy to look at a business owner and say, "Oh, they're they're risk seekers." You know, they're nuts. They're not that way at all. Business owners actually not necessarily risky in other aspects of their life, but when it comes to running a business, there was just an opportunity, or there is an opportunity that to them almost makes common sense. So it's not as though they're hardwired for taking greater risks. It's just that they def- they saw such an opportunity they didn't think it was the risk that it is. Um, and so that's also wonderful and engaging about them. Look, I mean, I guess I guess one of the other things is that in the emotions about it, if we talk about the emotions, I mean, there's, there's, there's positives and negatives to this, Mike, but one of the great great learnings of mine over the 30 years is that most people that run a business, particularly that run a small business, don't actually want to grow it. Now, that's where you might say the emotions come in because if you look at this from an outsider's perspective, if you look at this from the perspective of my clients who are big companies, they all want to grow, right? Um, You know, small business owners don't necessarily want to grow. And, in fact, I've just finished a study right now quantifying this. I've always said it's about 20%. Look, 17% of these businesses that we interviewed, actually, at the end of the day, they want to grow. Um, there's there's 83% that actually are, are trying to achieve different things. It's not about business growth. Now, some would say that's not, that's not rational, that's not logical. To a business owner, it's perfectly logical. They're trying to achieve other things, which we, which we can talk about if you're interested. I'd love to talk about those other things. Yeah. Well, look, there's, there's, there's two other things that there's, there's two other groups of business owner that we're, we're talking about. One is, so, so leave the side the, the ones that want to grow. Yep. Right? There's two others that remain. You've got one group that really wanted to achieve and maintain a particular lifestyle. That doesn't mean they don't want to run a fair and business, by the way. They absolutely do. But they just, when push comes to shove, they're just not going to prepare to do what it's going to take to get the business to the next level. So that's, that's your lifestyle seekers. That's about half of the businesses out there. And then you've got about sort of 30-odd percent, maybe a bit more, and they're, they're just really into their craft. So we call them the passionate professionals. And what I mean by that, they take it all very seriously. Um, and and I'm, a, I'm actually one of them. 
They're, they're the weirdest group. That's where I fit in. So sure, I could do a whole lot of stuff to, to grow my business. But if I grow my business, I'm doing less research. I'm out there speaking to people and listening to people less. So I, I'm actually not prepared to do what it takes to grow my business beyond a certain point. Now, now what's interesting about this is you're basically therefore, so I'm saying that about 80 odd percent of business owners don't want to grow their business. They want to make more money. They certainly want to have a better lifestyle, want to have more free time, blah, blah, blah. But it's not just about business growth. And so, you know, society puts a lot of pressure on these people. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. I mean, <laughs> get off it. That what crap. Yeah. You know, honestly, it really annoys me because it's it's other people projecting their perceptions onto you. And all these business owners will be listening to this thinking, yeah. I don't particularly want to grow. I'd like to make more money. I'd like to have more spare time. Be more efficient. Yep, absolutely. But am I prepared to really do what it's going to take? No, I'm not because it's going to it's going to cost me too much on a personal level. And there's nothing wrong with that. that I, you know, I, and so society can really get freaked about it, but that's 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 where business owners are at, mate. Yeah, well, in, as you know, I, I deal with owners every day. It, it, it is something that comes up i i've never you know i'd be fascinated by that research and you know eight eight out of ten is is quite extraordinary but it doesn't surprise me in the least underpinning that is um is always a few tensions as you say it's the tension coming from all this you know noise to you know if you're not growing you're you're going backwards and so there is you know, inevitably there's a bit of energy that gets burned up, you know, dealing with that and questioning yourself, um, and and you know, sadly or you know, realistically, that's just you know they have to get you know uh, uh, comfortable with kind of just saying no, you know, like I, I'm not even going to listen to it, let alone you know you know think about implementing it. But the second part that that really you know I really um, admire is is many of the owners I've come across with in that mindset. The, the key to it all is that they, they've kind of got a reason for being in business, which is um, partly about supporting a lifestyle and they know the business can deliver that for them. And if it's at, you know, a, a certain level and it's delivering on their lifestyle and they can fund whatever, you know, expenses and, you know, lifestyle things out of it and give them the time and flexibility um, and sometimes more about flexibility than just outright time. But that level of consciousness is, you know, I, I think it's incredible. And, and that's one of the powerful reasons to, you know, to be in a, in a small business because you do um, have the capacity to, to direct that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, it's, it's very interesting to me that we, you know, we, we read about the great resignation, you know, this, this massive proportion of people that are employees that are looking to switch job over the next six months or whatever because, you know, they've come out of the lockdowns and they've, you know, had a gutful. Um, what, what I found, if we go back literally two years now, okay, so we're sort of, you know, it's currently sort of May, around May, June now. So if we, if we go back two years ago from now, we're just sort of like entering lockdown period or emerging from sort of like that first batch of COVID. And and I, I tell you what, it's amazing how many business owners I was speaking to who are actually really reevaluating where they're at in their life yep. and their business. And so this great resignation, business owners are onto this about a year and a half before most employees, <laughs> especially at the micro end of the market, Mike. So especially businesses that are sole traders or that are very small, only got a handful of people, yeah. those people on mass sat back with some time. Sometimes they had time that they'd never had before 
and thought to themselves, am I really doing what I'm on this earth to do? You know, is this really what I want to be doing? Um, and so that's exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about people yeah. that have got control of where they're at, right? They don't want to be lectured to. It's their it's their life um, and it's their agenda. And, and, good, and good luck to them. But certainly the last couple of years, it's sort of pushed some of this thinking even further down, down the track. Yeah. Hey, and on today's edition of Small Business Banter Community Radio and Podcast, chatting with Ross Cameron from Cameron Research Group. Um, Ross, uh, yeah, the, I think there was um, a couple of, uh, you know, we're, we're very much uh, in sync in, you know, in um, agreeing that there is a there, there are powerful reasons, you know, to to want to be in business and to stay in business. And and as you just described, there's people that are even further questioning in that, uh, questioning what they're about and and who they are. And I think that's you know, it's a potentially afforded by being in a small business, but. Um, some of the other things that you you know you highlighted that I was really um, fascinated about. This is you know a compilation of your thirty years. Um, that that the the issue of you know not to take it down, but loneliness that does come come up a lot, um, and and it is and it's not for everybody. And and you know there's um, you know it's a it's it can be very incredibly lonely. No escape. Um, but they on the on a positive note they. They still get a lot of oxygen out of chatting to their customers. So, do you want to just talk briefly about loneliness, the loneliness? And um, you know, we've had we've had several yeah. um, episodes of this podcast, you know, chatting with people from uh, Beyond Blue, etc. And, and there's always resources around if you know that if this is kind of raising something for a, an owner or, or someone else listening in. But absolutely, yeah, your thoughts on that. Look, this is a really powerful one to me, Mike. I mean, I can remember a focus group. Uh, if you'll humour me with this story, this is geez. now this would be two thousand and five, I reckon. And I was just on the cusp of thinking. Well, I was, I was thinking about doing a piece of research that was really going to drill into the mindset of the of the business owner, but I hadn't quite sort of got over the line. Anyway, I'm doing this focus group, and this woman, God bless her, she was up in we're up in Queensland, and she said after the intros and all that sort of preliminary banter. We would be one minute into the actual focus group and this woman said, it's a leading indicator, she said, well, I don't know about anybody else here. When somebody says that, you know they're lining up with a big one, right? One minute in, I don't know about anybody else here, but I find being a small business owner the loneliest place in the world. And off she went with this tale of woe, how she was renovating her house, she was battling with her teenage daughter. She, and, so, and that morning somebody had rung in, she ran a, ran a couple of cafes, Somebody had rung in, up, not, not turning up for work today, can't come in. Mm. So all of a sudden she's running around, she's frying up eggs, she's trying to run the business, she's, and she's like, this is just this is just crazy. And the story was an interesting one because she's, I said to her, so what did you do? And she said, well, look, you know, I got to sort of like once, the, once we got over the initial rush, I went out the back and sat in my car and just bawled my eyes out. And, and we got talking in this focus group. We're still at the very start of it, Mike. And she said that she went back into the workplace and she said everybody could see that she looked a mess, but nobody asked her how she was. And she said, you ask, you ask me why, you know, what it's like running a business. It is the loneliest place in the world. And I've never, ever forgotten that, that, that beautiful, heartfelt story. And I come across this all the time. Yeah, that business owners, you know, they're they're ruggedly individual and they like it that way, but also they're loners. They're, they're not a member of another tribe. Yeah, they are their tribe. And mate, 
I don't want to get overly intense with you, but this is pretty heavy, right? When things aren't going well, it is a very, very difficult place to be and a very lonely place to be. And they, you know, business owners need to stay connected with other business owners in particular because no one understands the blows. No one can really call it like another business owner. We all know that. Yep. And so it's really important that people stay connected with, with their, their buddies and other business owners and, you know, physically or even online, you know, um, yep. because it is a very isolating place to be. So, so that's what I meant by that they are the loneliest people because they are. Yeah, and... And in, in you know past episodes we've talked you know from uh, with people from um, various uh, state or federal government mentoring organisations you know fueled by ex business owners so reach out you know small business mentoring service in Victoria is an example and we had um, you know the, the rise of the rise of um, you know advisory boards are not you know because you need you know you do need support so you you can you know, check out some of those past uh, episodes um, but yeah you know that's you know there's a lot of highs and lows so that we've chatted about those and but then um, there you know can be right back at it um, because you know there's the sniff of a deal or there's a you know there's something exciting happening in the business and they respond and you know get back on it. Absolutely. And look, you know, something you touched on before, Mike, was the, the oxygen they get with from their customer interactions. I mean, this is, this is another choice one. You spend so much time doing crap when you're running a business that it's those customer interactions that actually give these people, that refires these people's faith as a, Christ, this is why I do it after all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, I've got one guy that I speak to and he's a, he's a, he's a dentist. And um, he teared up when he was telling me this. He said, you know, he's got one of his one of his patients is like some, you know, 90-year-old woman. And she, she, she said to him, you know, you're so gentle with me and you talk to me in such a respectful way. I can't, I can't believe that anybody speaks to me like this. It's just, it's just such a delight coming here. You know, that, that to him is gold, you know. And so yeah, yeah. for business owners to, to have that sort of hands-on interaction with customers, it just – it reminds them why they do it. And, and, and unfortunately, as the business grows, you get away from that, right? Yeah. And that, that's one of the, the, the great joys of running a business. So as the business grows, if, if that's what you want, you've got to somehow replace that kick with another kick because it's because you lose it. Yeah, yeah. You do. At, at some point, you know, you, you, you don't have everything you need to go to the next level and, and being, recognising that is, um, you know, something that's a bit of a skill. But is often enhanced when you talk to others and as you say especially other business owners and they you know, who have been through it um i just want to quickly we, we don't have too much time left but uh, one of the other notable things was um I'll, I'll just call these two uh business strategy uh emerges incrementally um yeah so you know on the run and and i think you know what, what i was talking about there mike very briefly is the fact that you know it's easy for an outsider to look at a business, especially in, in um, sort of historical terms, and say, oh, well, they had a strategy and it emerged over, you know, it was very clear what they were going to do. But it's not like that. You know, business owners get out in the paddock, they try to get a kick and realise the wind's blowing a different direction, they're playing a different game, and they just got to adapt, yeah. right? And so it really does emerge incrementally, even though a rationalist would think that it doesn't. It, it, it just That's just the way that it is. So you've got to be open-minded too. I guess that's the other implication of that. Yeah, and I think you know, we're, you know, with these um, bigger organisations, you know, listening in or you know, servicing SMEs, that's that's how it is. And and you know, um, setting a strategy for three to five years, you know, is, is uh, not something that uh, a lot of SME owners <laughs> sure they might, sh- they probably should do it. Yeah, but you know, there are other ways. So you know, keep that in mind. Hey, um, 
then there was uh, one finding that, you know, employing a, a CEO or a managing director never ended well. <laughs> oh, look, this is a bit brutal of me. Yeah. I'm just – look, I'm sure it does end well. Look, I reckon in a fraction of the times I've seen it happen, it's worked. But but more often than not, I hate to be negative, but more often than not what happens is the business owners will get in somebody else to run the business, to, to be the CEO, so they can go off and live their lives and whatever. But the reason why the business has been successful is because they're control freaks. Yeah. So somebody comes in, an external manager, and says, okay, well, I want to do A, B, and C. And the, the control freak says, you're not doing that. We haven't done it that way for the last 20 years. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so there's this tension and and it's very, very difficult for business owners to employ somebody else to truly run the business independently. Yeah. Like, and it, look, it, it's such a, a tiny, close environment. The On paper, everything can look like a great fit. If, it's, if you don't get on with them, it's culturally not a uh, – that often doesn't get looked at in, in those decisions. Hey, um, just in, in the last couple of minutes, I – like you, you do, you, you obviously have a lot of laughs when you, you know, if you've got a couple of pearlers that you want to share with us just on the way out, you know, that yeah. your fave uh, responses. You just know. off the cuff, Mike, look, one of my favourites was, this is just more bizarre than anything. Let's probably remember it because it was just so bizarre, but I was interviewing this woman and she was a retailer and I'll keep this story brief, but she said, she was talking about how people are becoming so unreasonable, customers are becoming unreasonable. I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I'll give you an example of it. And basically she had an item of clothing on the rack outside the store it was like 158 bucks this woman's come by wants to buy it for 150 she said no it's 158 and the woman said well can't you discount it? she said well i've already discounted it that's why it's 158 and the woman said if you don't sell that to me for 150 bucks i'm going to put a spell on you right and the, the woman was with her daughter and her daughter's gone oh mum, don't please so she's put this spell on this woman right? This, this this business owner I was interviewing, Mike, Mike, I kid you not. And I said to her, what did you say? And she said, oh, well, it was very easy what to tell. I said, love, you've, you've, you're 25 years too late. I had a spell put on me when I bought this bloody business 25 years ago. <laughs> Nothing just, could be worse, eh? Classic <laughs> business owner behave, you know? Yeah, yeah. But but still there and punching and, and holding up, um, you know, her values and her pricing. That was, that's an... Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, Russell, there was a, there's a power of stuff we could have chatted to, but um, I, I really appreciate your time. The the idea of today was just you are in and out of conversations with SME owners, and so what you talk about today has been just a, just a great, refreshing insight. And I hope um, hope that kind of helps with some of the people listening, yeah, organisations listening. In that you know, you, it's a wonderful uh, area of opportunity to service better. But you know, t- take account of some of the things Ross has kind of outlined because. It isn't purely rational. It's a bit emotional. It's it's a bit on the fly rather than everything strategically planned. So, um, excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, Ross. We really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Terrific. All the best. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired, bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.